Welcome to the Heart Hearth Earth podcast, where we gather around the metaphorical hearth to share ideas and conversations on matters of the heart, hearth and earth. Cross-pollinating as we span our wings, connecting the threads of ancestral wisdom. I believe ancestral wisdom provides a roadmap to a regenerative culture, contributing to thriving communities, healing and health. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians where I stand, the Biripai people, and all other First Nations people across this land. Hi everyone, I just wanted to jump on and do a quick introduction podcast as the podcast relaunches from Pollination Mamas to Heart, Hearth and Earth. So you'll notice in your library subscription that the name has changed, the picture has changed, but the 41 episodes previously from Pollination Mamas will stay there. So they'll be there um, to go back to, or if you're new to the podcast, you can go back and have a look. Um, There is a slight direction change, but there's also lots of similarities so I also thought it'd be great to just get on and do a little intro about me and my background for anyone that's new. Also where I'm at in life at the moment, a vision for Heart, Hearth and Earth, the business, the podcast, the sharing on social media. And to explain a little bit more about the whys behind the name change, which I have done on social media, but I thought it would be great to have it in podcast too. So where am I at in life? Well, I've been immersed a lot in um, homeschooling, being a homeschooling mum of my two girls, which I share a little bit about on social media, but not a lot. And yeah, putting energy into that and looking at how I can create this life around that, which is in some ways so um, at odds with the mainstream (laughs) world. The way it's set up is to put your kids in school and go off to work. And so I'm really making a conscious choice a lot all the time, day by day, week by week, to create a different life. And I'm not alone. There's so many people doing this more and more. I started homeschooling in 2020 uh, and then my eldest went back to school. Now we're back homeschooling. And there's so many people in the last two years with the way the world uh, has shifted and where it's heading and what we can see more clearly, wanting to homeschool and live this life that's more connected in rather than outsourcing, outsourcing our kids out to school, education, outsourcing our employment out. And there's nothing wrong with that. I may go back to that. This is not a criticism of it. I may have to try and find balance that, but at the moment, that's where I'm at in life. And it feels really good. It feels, um, yeah, it feels like my truth. So trying to create that and yes, spending time with my girls in the home and out and about with the homeschooling community, which is mostly fulfilling. It definitely has its challenges. And I share a little bit about that on a different Instagram site, which I'll pop up in the links for anyone that's interested. It's not, I don't post regularly, but there's a bit there for anyone that's homeschooling. And yeah, anyone that wants to reach out and say, hey, that might be homeschooling or is interested in it, please do. 
There's an amazing homeschooling community where I live and I know that all around Australia at least uh, that's growing. So I might be able to link you in if you're interested. Okay, so the vision for Heart, Hearth, Earth, Biz and Podcast is I'm doing lots of things behind the scenes and I'm a little bit tentative to say because then that puts a timeline on myself and like I should just get these things done behind the scenes and then launch them. Um, so there's a book on the back burner, which is more connected to mother care and it will come out at some point, but I'm getting some online courses going that are going to be really jam-packed with lots of great content around wise traditions living and uh, build a really great supportive community as well. And it will be super accessible for people to financially that's the plan and getting there so yeah if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking oh that sounds interesting I'd like to know more about that I don't have an email list I have no plans to get an email list going anytime soon jump on socials and follow me and connect in here at the podcast and there um, and there'll be updates so I would like to, oh no, before I jump into the whys behind Heart Heart Earth, I would like to talk a little bit about why I think it's so important that we all start connecting with the ancestral wisdom that we have within us and all around us. And self-sufficiency is a huge part of that and how this links us to our sovereignty. So this is, I feel like, such an important element in the world at the moment, especially with the last few years. No matter where you stand on what's happened, I've made my stance pretty clear and I'm not going to um, concentrate too much of the, on that on my social media. But my, my stance is clear but it's not a new stance for me. I've seen the corruption within the corporate political elite powers for many, many years. That's what's led me down this long, long path that I'm on. And I'll share a little bit about that, me and my background. But I do really feel like it's so important to get empowered with knowledge, skills, practices, wisdom of self-sufficiency and these ancestral skills. Because when you're in a position of feeling empowered that maybe you can grow some of your own food, maybe you can forage and hunt some of it, maybe you could build some shelter, Uh, maybe you do have the skills to be able to communicate and connect with your community and your family and others and be able to um, strengthen those connections via communication or via gathering or via events. There's so many different ways to do it. And when we can do that, we're less likely to be controlled by corporate political powers that gain, there's gain for them to control us. And so when we get connect and we get ourselves really empowered, then those other powers that don't have good intentions are less likely to be able to um, influence us. And we can create a new culture that's going to be healthier for us, healthier for the earth that we're a part of. 
All right, so I feel like I jumped ahead a little bit. Let's do an intro about me and my background. Um, like many people, I'm a bit of a cross-pollinator, holistic thinker, multifaceted. So I have a background in natural health and also permaculture, ecological agriculture. So I started studying naturopathy in my early 20s almost 20 years ago now I'm in my early 40s now and explored lots of different natural therapies massage yoga naturopathy herbal medicine you name it I went on a healing journey partly because I had my own health issues like many people you come to these things because you're having your own healing crisis or health issues and you go looking you go searching for answers and that's how I came to natural health definitely and it was a long winding journey of finding what worked for me but I learned so much and I'm still learning so much the well-known saying the more you know the more you realize there is to know and to learn is definitely true so I went on a massive journey that with that and then I was called to learn more about I guess earth care practices and growing food and sustainable food growing systems and I went off in a, a bit of a different direction even though it's very connected into permaculture and I lived work teach on various permaculture product um, projects in Asia here in Australia working in communities here in community gardens, practicing in my own yard where I could, and since being pretty much in one spot for about seven years, gardening in one spot has really, and living in one spot, one area for 11 years has really rooted my experience and my practice in all of that because you get to know one area and you get to watch the seasons uh, year after year, how various years are different, various seasons are different, but you get to see the similarities and you get to know who you're sharing the ecology with, the creatures around and the plants around. For example, just seeing one wild herb that I forage appear year after year at the same time of year creates this beautiful cyclic relationship, for example. So I delved off into uh, permaculture I actually went to uni and studied what was then called ecological agriculture, now often called regen agriculture. And I really um, wanted to be on land (laughs) farming. That was part of my intention with all of that. And it hasn't quite happened. I'll get there. Um, I just haven't found the right. My partners at the time didn't necessarily want that which was fine. And this is where I'm at. So then I became a mother (laughs) eight years ago now. And that has greatly influenced my direction. And anyone that's been following me for a while will know that's how Pollination Mamas was born. It was born via me becoming a mother and realising just how lacking our community connections and our cultural practices are and how mothers are are suffering and therefore children the family unit is is suffering and so pollination mamas was born and it really 
was emphasised and came to life after the birth of my my third child. So anyone that's listened to my story knows that I've had three children. My first baby passed at birth. And then I had my eldest daughter, who's eight. And then I had my youngest daughter, who has just turned five too. I've got an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. And so during the pregnancy of my youngest, I discovered or rediscovered and really started to delve in the cultural practices of postpartum care and mother care and looked at the various lineages of that and was so strongly called to practicing that. So I went off and became a postpartum doula, did online studies and just started reading everything I could get my hands on and listening to anything I could get my hands on traditional cultural postpartum care. I'm still super passionate about it. It's definitely my heart work. I do take on personal one-on-one clients by word of mouth now. I don't focus much on advertising. Uh, I just, yeah, if someone recommends me or approaches me, then I, yeah, provide that beautiful holistic postpartum care. So that's a little bit, bit about me and my background. And now I'm trying to weave it all together. All these areas that I'm um, that I love and I'm connected to. Hey, it's no surprise that when it comes to health, nutrient dense foods are my priority. However, let's be honest, we don't always get the balance right. So when it comes to supplements, I like to use whole foods too. My kids and I have been using Saturay's liver and oyster capsules alongside the greener pastures cod liver oil for quite some time as a way to support our immune systems and ensure we keep our A, D, E and K vitamins up. You can check out my affiliate links in the show notes as a way to both support this podcast and yours and your family's health. So let's start with the heart. So I have shared, as I said, I've shared this on social media. Um, I just want to record it for people that find it easier to absorb information by listening. I know sometimes that's me and talking about the big transition of becoming a mother. You can go back if you're new, you can go back. There's lots of episodes about that on the podcast but part of the reason I started a podcast was because I found it a really really powerful tool as a mother to access stimulating information in a way that I found easy to absorb at the time anyone that has been through early parenthood and early motherhood will know that your brain functioning changes, especially when you're sleep deprived and you're adjusting and you're juggling so many different balls in life. Sometimes listening to something can feel much easier than reading something. Not always, but I found that with podcasts. I could listen to a podcast while I was driving somewhere, or I could listen to podcasts while I was doing the dishes or gardening, and I could access some really interesting, exciting intellectual, uh, stimulating conversations, which sometimes as an adult when you're at home with little kids, you're not getting that and you miss that and you crave that. So that's partly why I created a podcast. So we'll start with the heart. Home is where the heart is. 
the heart is where the love lives and love is home. That's a little saying I wrote many, many, many years ago. And I just wanted to start heart off with that. Heart is the human synergy and interconnectedness. The way we come together in community, in our connections, how we care for each other and ourselves. Heart is the instinct to love each other, to heal, feel, to be vulnerable and resilient. It's taking radical responsibility for how our actions have impacts for ourselves, others and the world we live in. So my services of the heart are, as I've mentioned, the postpartum holistic mother care, the community support around that. And then more broadly, sharing on social media and the podcast, empowered parenthood, valuing this role we have in the family as so important and giving that a much more cultural value, I guess. And then also something I had shared more in the past and I'm still really, really keen and passionate to share more, possibly in some in-person workshops and then social media content, is feminine wisdom. So menstrual literacy, moon cycle awareness and how as women we hold this beautiful cyclic pattern in our bodies and there's a lot of wisdom to that. And not just for women, there's wisdom in that for everyone and how we can um, share that feminine wisdom. And there's also masculine wisdom to be shared as well and when there's a combination of both it's really powerful so that's a little bit about the heart I also think in context in the context of the last few years of what's happened in the world it's so important to stay connected in ourselves in our own heart space and what our own truth is because there's been a lot of people that have really struggled with knowing what their own truth is or having their realities in their truth questioned or shattered and having to find new truth and reality so staying really connected in ourselves and our heart space can be really helpful (laughs) to cultivate spiritual resilience in the face of challenges in life and to be able to check in with ourselves and grow and evolve things change but to make sure that we're motivated by our own truth and the heart space is a really beautiful place to be able to do that. The hearth. I've said hearth a lot. So whether you say hearth, hearth, I don't really know what the correct pronunciation is. I think it's hearth, so I'm going with hearth. But I might interchange, I might say either. I'd love to have a nice, like, Irish accent or something without saying hearth. Okay, so the hearth. The hearth is where the heart and earth meet. It's a combination of the two words. The hearth is the safe, nurturing, warm space where the ingredients of love and earth's harvest are combined to nourish ourselves our family, friends and communities. The hearth is where stories are told, heard and shared. My services of the hearth are sharing about the nourishing traditions, lifestyle and way of eating, which is such a big passion. I'm Torian, I'm so food motivated. 
Um, also the home herbalism, my fireplace actually sits in the middle of my home. We took a wall out when I was here with the girls' dad and um, I'm here now just with the girls and it's, yeah, it's right in the middle of our home. It's beautiful and I hang herbs there to dry and I boil, I warm and boil water there. I warm up stews. It's, yeah, I just think it's a beautiful, practical, central space as well as a beautiful, symbolic space. The hearth, it's where, yeah, the fire has, I feel like fire has such a grounded, practical purpose but also such a beautiful spiritual um, spiritual symbol symbolism what am I trying to say get my words out symbology there so it has had such a massive impact on the evolution of humanity as soon as we had fire well our, our practices changed our way of interacting with the environment changed the way that we could eat the way that we gathered together and also the symbolic nature of fire being transformative and turning things from physical matter to ash. It's just beautiful. And mesmerising, anyone that's sat around a fire knows how beautiful and mesmerising it is. And there's also really um, just beautiful, subtle healing properties of fire in the sense that when we sit around a fire, yes, it keeps us warm, yes, we can cook on it, but that red light that we look at when you get mesmerized by the flames and you just enjoy being in the present moment, looking into those warm red, orange, yellow flames, that red light is really great for our eyes and our brain. And especially in the modern day to counter all the blue light we might get if we're on screens. Um, Yeah. So I think there's something beautiful there about the hearth. Okay. The earth. We are a part of the web of life on earth, entwined in ecological connections. Ecology, meaning of ecology. It's a branch of science dealing with the relationship of living things to their environments. The word was coined in German by German zoologist Ernst Haeckel, I don't know if I'm saying that, as ecology, which is Greek, um, derived from the Greek word oikos, meaning house, dwelling place, habitation. The earth is our home. How can we deepen this awareness and our actions in the world to reflect this? I believe by observing, interacting with and developing a great love for nature, our ethics and way of living start to naturally align with natural law, L-O-R-E. My sharing and services in this area, foraging, and cultivating an attitude of abundance of food, herbs. Um, Yes, foraging herbs and seaweed, growing food and medicine. I'm on a journey to learn to hunt and learn some bushcraft skills. That's not going to be like my main thing that I share, but I would like to just share my journey with that. And... Yeah, general musings on all of the above. Now, this is this ancestral wisdom and earth-based ethics is what 
all traditional First Nations, Indigenous cultures lived and embodied and were. So this is all, there's nothing new, but it, it can sound really cliche, but we just have to get back to it. I feel so strongly, especially with this big fork in the road of humanity becoming more and more um, technological um, and going into AI and virtual realities. Now, this isn't to say that technology doesn't have a place. There's so many amazing advances with modern technology, but they, there is a line and there is a balance and we're obviously not striking the balance so what's the remedy for that what is going to help keep us in balance keep us in check is coming back to this beautiful ancestral indigenous earth earth based wisdom and practices and cultivating um a connection with the earth and our own personal and community ethics based on that what is that exactly? Well, it's going to be different for everyone, but I do like the word um, ecology and its meaning being house, dwelling place, habitation. And I'm sure that uh, many Indigenous cultures had similar um, practices woven all through their language and their practices. Braiding Sweetgrass is such a beautiful book looking at all of these themes. Yeah, so I think I'm going to stop there. I don't want to, how long have I been recording for? Oh yeah, 24 minutes, perfect. Okay, so yeah, jump on. If you're not already following on social media, jump on to Instagram at heartheartearth. It's the same on Facebook. I've got some podcasts coming up. I've got one coming up um, on nutrition and how to kind of sift your way through all the noise and the various uh, um, beliefs and modalities in nutrition and to start to break it down from a really simple point of view. It's a good starting place. And then I've got another cool one coming up on archery, but we're also going to delve into um, this particular person teaches and shares and practices archery as a way to connect to ancestral wisdom, but he's also a really amazing holistic thinker and um, is into yoga and transpersonal counselling and self-growth too, so we'll touch on that. So stay tuned and thanks for tuning in and listening. Thanks for your energy and time listening. I hope you gained something from this podcast. All the links from the show are in the show notes. Please share with friends and family if you think there may be something here for them. Till next time, many blessings.